Okay, so this is Where's the Third Stooge. Today it is Brayden Carter. He's joining us today. Um, at the end of this show, we're going to be doing a little trivia game between Marshall and our guest of the day. So kind of see who is uh, the biggest sports fanatic. Uh, a little bit about me. I played golf, high school and college. Um, played a lot of three on three basketball terms with Marshall. Along with that, I like to watch the Bears play. The fact that the Cubs have won a World Series is like the best thing in the world. I could still cry just watching those videos. I'm getting a little teary-eyed right now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, we're gonna pass this on to Marshall. He's gonna tell you about himself and go over to Bray and get the show rolling. Hey everybody, like you said, um, Chris Marshall here. For those who don't know me, I'm gonna get a little uh, background story here. Um, most of my life has been a sports fan, um, mostly recreational. Uh, like you said, 300 basketball tournaments. Um, I did play collegiate golf at Over Stockton. Um, again, for those who don't know me, a couple uh, just to run down of teams. Uh, Philly in the NFL, obviously. Um, Miami Heat, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, um, Duke basketball, and other game football. Um, <coughs> Bandwagoner. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. It's a little all over the place, um, but I, you know I normally go for tradition in the, the past hard shell fans um, that don't take no shit. So no, 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 it is what it is. For winning teams, <laughs> hey, every is. single team you just ranked off. Let's put it five and everything that's ever done. Hold a second. Oh, Let's put it this way. Hold a second. You're a winning team fan. You have no ties to Duke. You have no ties. Hold a second. Hold a second. Marshall is the one who built the wagon. Okay, that's. I've been a Miami Heat fan since Dwayne Wade came. Oh, Let's go. Sorry, Marshall. Go ahead. Philadelphia. I've been a fan since they lost in the Super Bowl. But they went to a Super Bowl. Uh, the Cardinals. I was born to be a goddamn Cardinals fan because the eleven-time champions are a lot better than your fucking <coughs> blue Cubs. Um, Duke, okay, okay I'll, I'll give you Duke, whatever, you can call me, they, they, their fucking tradition is winning, okay, that's what it is, so you can call it what it is, I hate Kentucky, I hate UNC, so I went fucking Duke, just because y'all just went to the U of I, I you know what I mean, you, you didn't, you didn't venture out, you didn't out, you fucking settled, it's the hometown team, I went with the home state, where I'm from, this is the college <laughs> Alright, that's not settling. Anyway, anyway, so, uh, talking about my teams here, but, uh, I'm pass on to Brayton here, um, give you a little background on him, and then, uh, we'll get rolling into some, into some, uh, things about the show. Uh, my name's Brayton Carter, um, I smoke a lot of pot, a lot of shit, play a lot of golf, oh, Tyler, a lot of golf. Known Chris since we were kids, grew up together. We all went together like that, you know. Um, never really anything sports wise or meaningful. So I played a lot of like recreational football here and there and stuff like that. Uh, really, not much to say. Tyler and the right team, which is the Cup. Uh, uh, the only thing we can defer. We choose the right colors of teams in football, so I'm going to let that be uh, 
Okay. Well, real, real quick, we're going to have you scoot a little closer to the mic. Because just a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but it was nice. You know, just a couple little spots. But real, real quick, we're going to go. <laughs> so real, real quick, uh, you know, me and Marshall do have kids. So we are going to be uh, basically recording our shows the night before we air them. Uh, give us some time to edit, record, uh, new segments, stuff like that. So the plan for that is to record Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, release episodes Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So we're going to be going over everything from fantasy football uh, to baseball when it starts, basketball as we move along the season, uh, getting past Christmas. Uh, this next week, uh, we're actually going to be going over Christmas Day games, um, among other topics. Um, it's pretty much going to be a free talking show. You know, we're going to talk bullshit. Uh, probably get way too high. Forget what we're saying. We hope everybody enjoys whoever listens. And, you know, we're here to be idiots and stooges. So, first discussion on the topic is Urban fucking Meyer. Oh boy. He... <laughs> okay. Here's... here's he don't need to go back nowhere. He needs to be done. Okay, so here... So here's my whole thing on the whole Urban Meyer, okay? So in any in any other job, not only would he have been fired, but there would have been HR issues. He wouldn't be able to get a job anywhere else. The charges pressed. Charges could have been pressed. The employee could have sued the company. You know, all of these things. In the NFL, he's like, yeah, I kicked a fucking player. He's right. a well, this, this is my thing. Let me Let me chime in on that real quick. This is my thing, and this is what I think happened. I think, honestly, he got too comfortable pushing around 18, 19-year-old kid that are on scholarships. Exactly. And his right. Well, he, he, well, he got too comfortable, went to the NFL, and thought it was going to be about the same thing, and well, let me tell you, fucking do that grown-ass man. Grown-ass grown-ass are making five now. You know, yeah, I just don't understand why these college coaches, because, I mean, if you look at it as a whole, every college coach that comes in from Nick Saban to, I mean, wasn't Doug Peterson a Lane. college coach at one point? Lane Kiffin was a college coach before he tried the NFL with the Raiders. A um, couple other ones, but they always want control of everything. They want to be the GM and the coach, the executioner, the HR person, the, you know, whatever it is. It's just... I just don't think they understand. I mean, they're grown ass men. I mean, yeah, when I was eighteen right, well, and I worked a job. Right. Yeah. I got a quote here from Urban Meyer in an interview that says, "I tell people that losing eats away at your soul." Come on. Bro. Okay. So okay. okay so are here's. Are we twelve? Are we twelve? And we're still learning how to grow up. Don't lose. So okay. So I here's. Mean, okay. So obviously that. That leads into the topic of what he said to his assistant managers, where he says, all of you are fucking losers. Now, I've heard both sides of this, and I'm curious as to what you, what you guys think, because they're saying, one, it was appropriate, and he was an asshole about it, and this, that, and the other, whatever else was said. But on the flip side, pe- people are saying, well, he's trying to inspire them by saying, look, we haven't won anything. We haven't done anything worth relevance. Maybe his delivery was wrong, but his, his intent was meant the right way. That goes back to how he okay, treats people. They haven't, they haven't done anything, but whose fault is that? It's the head oh, coach's fault. Hold, hold you just hit your star running back, and you get the and you just bash the. I mean, he demolished Trevor Lawrence. 
I don't know if Trevor Lawrence can come back from this. I really hope he can. So here's the thing, though. But it was horrible. So are we forgetting, I think it was 2018, when they went to the AFC Championship game? And then the very next season, they unloaded players. So, oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, I want to blame but Urban Meyer. That's what they had. Uh, Maurice Jones Drew. That was – so they had Blake Bortles was the quarterback. Right. Um, yeah. They had DJ – DJ Chark was like fresh on the scene. I can't. Leonard Fournette was the halfback. Oh, that's right. That was when Fournette was right. young. Sometimes I forget that he fucking went somewhere else besides Tampa. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then they unloaded. They unloaded players. Like, okay, well, here's a bad decision. Can we talk about this real quick? Can we talk about how he tried to resurrect Team Tebow as a fucking tight end? Okay. That was just- because they have a personal connection. No, that was because he wanted publicity. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, so here, so I'll put it to I'll put it to you in, in terms of me in my profession. It's the same thing as me going to say Braden and offering him a job that's better than what he has now. I'm not. I'm doing it because I'm trying to help out someone who's helped me out in the past. So I can see that side of it, where he's trying to give Tim Tebow another shot to get into the NFL. Because okay, but Tebow's yeah. a college analyst. He had his, in a, had his minor league career, like. Okay, so hold on a second. So, so, so hold on a second. So let's say that you're an ESPN analyst, and you've played in the NFL. You couldn't cut it. You know, you've tried other things, but then your one of your good friends gets a job as a head coach, and he calls you and says, "Hey, man." You know, you've bulked up a little bit. We're kind of thin at tight end. I know you've never played it, but I'm willing to give you an opportunity that literally nobody else would get because I know you. I know how you compete. And if you can beat out these guys, I'm going to give you a spot on this team, give you a shot again. You know, that's how I look at it. But let's, can, we, can we talk about how big of a fucking stretch that is? I was going to say, you're asking a man who's never played the professional or the position of tight end to step in and play professional. Okay, so so let me bring up a couple people. Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. Um, there's actually a couple other tight ends too. Never, ever play ball. And then they just decide, you know, I'm 6'6". No, six. Tony, Tony Gonzalez played basketball. That's what a lot of tight ends, they, that's what they transition from is when those, those and college basketball okay. players don't get... But so that so so that's my point. They're saying they're saying Tim Tebow can't do it. Tim Tebow's like six four, six five, bulked up. Yeah, he's not like the fastest, but he's decently agile. I mean, you know, the whole the whole thing that you can't transition from never playing the position is what I was just saying is Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, they never played football. And they never played that position. And I feel like Brayden would agree with me being a Broncos fan here. You, you took an 8-1 rookie quarterback that took you to the playoffs. That was a fluke. Still, he went 8-1 at a rookie quarterback, and you're going to put him at tight end? Okay, here's, here's the thing, though. When it comes to that, and you said, and you said it was a fluke, yeah, but he's a winner. He's still and did it. He's, 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 he's doing it, but he's not going to do it consistently. Hold on a second, though. But the thing is, though... 
But see, how much does the cons- the being a winner, being someone who wins everywhere you go consistently, how much does that outweigh the talent that someone does or does not have? Because Tim Tebow's a winner. But that's like putting a running back at the cornerback and being like, hey, bro, don't make no fucking mistakes. Well, you know, like a college tight end would have been beat out Tim Tebow. Right. You could have went to a practice squad. You could have went to the like, – he needed at least a year on the practice squad to get it right. Yes. He only understood the game from a quarterback perspective. Just throw the ball, take a couple shots. The tight is a completely different perspective. You got to know when to line up and off and on the line. You got to get down into the three points pass. You got to take shots over the middle. You're blocking. You know, you got to catch that edge pressure. You know, you got to be able to keep up. Like you're not used to doing all that as a quarterback. So yeah. you're you being a quarterback. It's yeah. not you. That's how you did. Well, it, okay, so yeah, I get that. I agree. He needed he needed time. He needed you know at least a year to just get the reps I, in in that position. Been a successful time, to be honest. But no, I don't. I I I, I called it as soon as he got signed. I was like, this is a publicity stunt. Was it all it was? All right. So going on, what about like I said, we I got a few down here. Um, what do we think about replacements for Urban Meyer? Oh, I like Leftwich. I saw that come out today. I, that's that's my number yeah. one. That's my number one. I feel like what he's done with Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you have Tom. I get that. Uh, like with the weapons that he has, I mean, I just I feel like he deserves a fresh start more than anything. Um, he was, you know, what I mean. As Lynch at Jacksonville, um, and so it's easy. I'm sure it's an easy decision. Well, I mean, you got to think. Leftwich is the hometown guy. You know, he's yeah. he, he. I mean, he didn't. They were solid. I mean, I think David Garrard definitely was just as good as him. But I think Leftwich has shown in his offensive scheme for Tampa Bay. Yes, he has Tom Brady, but. He, right. he 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 makes it work, and he's able to spread the ball and get everybody involved on a game to game basis. Right. But once again, he knows the game quarterback. Right, he's an OC. So right. who's going to take over the defensive side of the ball? Who's going to keep the defensive side of the ball where it's at? Okay, so this is one. Uh, right. Have your the coordinator step up. Right, but I mean, he could. Go in there, he could rearrange shit. You know what I mean? He could go in there and be like, I want him out, him out. I want to hire this guy, this guy. We're already past the trade deadlines. Who was the coach? Who was the coach that I think coached the Jaguars and the Raiders? Uh, he was nicknamed uh, Captain Jack. Um, Jack Del Rio? Is that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a lot. Oh, ne- I don't know didn't he have a stint in Jacksonville already? He, okay, so he coached there as a head coach, and then he right. went to the Raiders, and he probably never should have been fired, but they fired him to put John Gruden in charge with that 10-year yeah. contract. Uh, yeah. um, okay, I can see that one. Because uh, you're going to think, think about his draft record. I mean, even, even as a head coach, he's the one that drafted Khalil Mack. He's the one that drafted Amari Cooper. He's the one that drafted Derek Carr. Uh, he drafted all these players. 
you know, right. and then Gruden just blew the team up. And the team's solid with the character, but down the stretch, every single year the last two years, they've just sucked. I mean, honestly, though, nowadays, you don't really know the head coach making them drafting those drafts. Yeah, they're not making the just. I mean, they're quite input. Sure, yeah. sure they've got 40% of say in it all. You would think, unless you've got. But 40% soy. Right, exactly. You guys are breaking uh, up I'm, a little bit. I'm going to add a little dark horse here. Um, he's actually not a current uh, he's taking the year off of football. Um, he says he needed his this um belief. Um, if he would think about come back. Uh, but I'm thinking of Peterson. Um, hey, 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 let me explain. All right, Doug Peterson, I feel like did not get their shot. Okay, hold on one, one second. You're breaking up a little bit, but that's probably because you're choking on Doug Peterson's dick right now. Because the dude is literally hang he's he's hanging his hat on one Super Bowl that he never should have won. Because here's why. The Bears only had to make a fucking field goal. Look, it's like post-traumatic stress disorder. No. I I was a GM at Wendy's. I was a GM at Wendy's, and Braden knows him, Joe Bateman. He was my assistant uh, manager at the time, diehard Eagles fan, like knows the owner, can get tickets, you know, the whole nine yards. He's from Philly, some part in Philly, I don't know, there's some small-ass town. He Um, sounds like hell of a dude. Anyway. He's funny, but we're working together on a shift, and... He's in the office watching the game when he told me he was counting down a drawer. And I know this because my phone vibrates and I look at it and it said that we had missed a field goal. And at the exact same time, I hear Joe in the office screaming. (laughs) And I immediately walked out of my shift because he was... Just razzing you the whole time. I'm sure you did, because you know a better than me. I was been talking the same shit. <laughs> I'd come out the office. Oh yeah, it had been all. Well, and this sure and this guy, he had the owner offer him tickets to the Super Bowl, and he didn't take it because he was scared because we had an audit coming up, and he didn't want to ask time off of work. And I was like, "You're yeah. so dumb. You have to go." Oh, it's the day of the Super Bowl oh, because we all three were working. Bro, day. I cried that day. Could you imagine being in the stadium? I would have. I'd have been in a coma for two months. Look, easily. I've, I've been in the stadium for a loss of a Super Bowl. I can only imagine what winning is like. Oh, <laughs> that man. was devastating. Oh my god. Uh, but okay, so go, but going back to my Doug thing again, I just I feel like he didn't get a fair shot. He um, did. He I, did. His fair shot was winning the Super Bowl. He listen, got. Listen, I feel like him and the, him and the Wentz situation got disgruntled. How many seasons was Doug Peterson in the NFL? Four. Four. But okay, you're talking as a player because he was. As a coach, as he said, as a coach. Because um, I do know he was the backup. But five years? Because was it five? When Seventeen. He was with, a little longer than that because he was with Kansas City. He was with. Reed. Uh, oh, honestly, see, I don't, I, I don't know when he retired because I know he was the backup to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in oh, Green Bay. Five years, I think I, when he get hired, two thousand seventeen, because we won in two thousand eighteen. 
Or he went one, two, three. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I... I mean, Philadelphia at that point was... I mean, they had an injury-prone quarterback. They've always been injury-prone at day one. It's because your offensive line was garbage. Y'all need to fire your training staff. God. And get some training staff in there. And get some fucking medical experts in there. And you all need to sell out the Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. And maybe eat a protein shake every now and then. Maybe a couple vegetables. You may not snap your kidneys or break a leg or have four concussions in a season. I mean, I keep going. Look. I think where you need to start. Look, here's Honestly, the thing. <clears throat> we we argued fantasy-wise about Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the season. Now, I will concede, he has had a much better statistical season than I thought he would have. But they also run the ball four times a game. And three of those are with Hurts. For number one in the league in rushing. Because of Hurts. He gets so many rushing yards from scrambling. I mean, the, I mean, the joke is is that they don't give who was their uh, back Miles Mile Sanders. The joke is that he never gets the ball. He he, he gets it yeah, four times for forty-seven yards. Oh, he's all he's all about the I'm a head coach in the NFL. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, I, I honestly, you know, that's a different topic for a different time. But I I think hold on, Nick Sir. Yeah, no, I'm not sold. I think he's going to be like a Coach Nagy. He's got that one good year, and you're just like, no, you suck. Speaking of Coach Nagy, hold on a second, boys. I've got a topic for y'all. When do we think Coach Nagy's going to be fun? I'll go to the end of the season. Man, I think now that we're eliminated, um, I think it's one of those – they have to internally decide. Do you think he goes when the season's over? Well, okay, so here's so here's here's my take on that. He's either they have to make a decision. If they're not gonna stick with him after the season and they make that decision, then they need to fire him now to see right. if there's anybody in house that could run this team. And if there's okay, not, on. then you can go outside. Hold on one second on that time. What is the Bears remaining schedule for the rest of the season? Ooh. Um they already played Minnesota twice because it's a, it's a division. It's I think we've played, yeah, I think we've played the Packers and Vikings twice. Yeah, against division games, yeah. Um, did we play the, I think we played the Lions on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah, and I, yeah. So I think we might have one more divisional game with the Lions. Um, I don't know the rest of their schedule, but there's no way. I mean, they're 4 and 10 right now. I mean, they're not. Look at what I'm saying. Like, what is your next. Like opponent should be like I'm saying like if if, if it's a close if it's a team that is close to the Bears like Legion like say you play the Jaguars and the Jaguars win the Jaguars they're not Nagy's fired the next day he's fired Monday morning but oh. that's what I'm getting. If you lose to a team that you should lose to then I think he will make it to I the end of the season it depends on the strength the schedule but if you have a shit end of the season like you're playing the Lions. You're playing the Jets. You're playing the Wires, and then you play the Dolphins. Like, okay, you know, if you lose any of those games, you're going to be fired. Okay, so here's our here's our remaining schedule. Well, here's our next three. Um, so we play the Seahawks in Seattle, in twenty six. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the Seahawks aren't good, but Russell's just better. But, right. you know, this could be good for us. He wants to come play in Chicago next year. So, no. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm pulling up their schedule right now. So, then they have... Ooh, yeah. No, we've only played the Vikings once. So, we play the Vikings on January 9th in Minnesota. Then we play the Giants... In Chicago, the day after New Year's Eve, so no, that's, that's it, so that's our last three. As I said, yeah. that's a possible two wins. I think it should be a really a, a, a big one. That last week, now it doesn't matter. Hold on, oh, hold on. Do you think the Bears beat the Giants? Do you think the Bears beat the Seahawks? The Bears should beat. Okay, so here's my thing: the Seahawks have no have no running game. The Seahawks running game is just whoever's suited up just don't fumble the ball. I mean, they, they don't really get that many yards. Russell's struggling throwing the ball. Yeah, him and Lockett have hooked up a couple times since he's been back, but he's really struggling some games. So the Bears could win that game. If they can block for fields, the defense isn't terrible. I mean, yeah, we gave up 45 to the Packers, but that was a shootout. But for the most part, I mean, this defense has given up less than 20 points uh, three, four times. Four, four times this season, five times this season. I mean, so they're not terrible. I mean, we just had some bad games. I think we could beat the Giants. I think Danny Dimes sucks. Uh, I think he's on his last legs. Fuck, they put in uh, the third string guy fucking Sunday, Jake Fromm, and he fucking was fucking dropping dimes there for a hot second. He looked like a good fucking ball player for a minute. Well, he played, uh, I think he's the one who played Louisville. He either played at Louisville or Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah, okay. I knew it was one of the two. Um, oh, Brian Brom played at Louisville a long time ago. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, okay. Yeah, but still, I mean, I think the Bears could go 2-1 and one in their final three, finish 6-11. and 11. Um, The Giants have that pick because fucking Nagy knew he was going to be fired if they sucked anyway, so he just sold every, our fucking future away. And... So, I hope we win the last three so the Giants get a shitty pick. But right now, it's looking like they're going to have a top ten pick. And we're just going to suck for another decade. Oh, my God. Okay, let's, let's, let's move on. The Bears got my blood boiling. Okay, so we're going to discuss, because this has been just huge. And I've been trying to decide the angle I want to attack this at. Um, but the whole NIL... Chaos, I'll say. Just the madness. And it's not so much on the defensive side of the ball. It's not so much the receivers or the linemen. It's not even the halfbacks. It's the quarterbacks. And the way that if they don't like a situation, that they're just leaving. Like, okay, so you saw that uh, Ewers is going to Texas. So now that's caused that Thompson kid. Now he's transferring. Because he doesn't want to have to compete with someone who didn't sign there. And they came in at the same time. And he straight up goes, I chose Texas because he wasn't going there and I had a better shot to start. I think that this is ruining the competition. And it's going to make very soft people. And football uh, players. I mean, if you, if, if, yeah, if you're not willing, I, my philosophy, if you're not willing to start a job, then get fuck out. Yeah, that's what my big... It's, after he was hurt, Wentz just gave up. But he didn't care. 
and he choked. And that's that's why I'm calling number nine. You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So, like, with Lynn, I mean, he, he got butt hurt when Jalen Hurts came in and was performing. And he got, he got hurt. And, and, I mean, you know, he came up. He, he just threw in the towel. And with it. I, I can't stand that. Well, okay, so here's – so here – okay, so I like – my, my, my issue is not with them getting money because those kids are plastered every Saturday, every Tuesday. They're all over the place. My thing is the way that they can just transfer. And, and the example that I'll use is the Jalen Hurts, Tua, Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones situation. Literally all three of them were – well, okay, two of the three were first-round picks. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. But they're all good NFL quarterbacks, and they all sat and waited their turn. And even if they only played one year, just because of the program that they were from and their pedigree, they've been given chances. And that's because you have people that are willing to wait and put in the time and put in the effort. And, you know, so my thing is is when these freshmen are signing, I think I was talking talking to Marshall about this earlier, they should have to have two-year commitments. And what I mean by that is is if you come into a situation and after year one you, you want to leave, that's fine. But you have to do the old rules and sit out that next year. If you're going to quit and break your contract, that's the penalty. You can't play college football the next season. But I mean, that's, so, that's the thing. They're not under contract. No. Hold on one second, one second. So say we implement this rule – and say a player signs a three or a player signs a three-year contract with a college. There is no three years. There's only one. You sign a two-year deal because the average because your school length is four years. Okay. So okay, then two-year deal. After the first year, that coach gets fired. What do you do with that second year? Right. You got you got a new coach coming in. So I mean, if you don't like the new. So that's like so that's like any other contract. There's the contingencies if. If you sign and it's because of a head coach and, you know, it would be in the contract. I'm signing for, you know, just like in NCAA, they have their three top things. They want a good head coach. They want good uh, academics and good whatever. And that's how you recruit in the game. Well, it's the exact same thing they're going to put. I'm coming here for the coach, the atmosphere, and the schooling. And then, oh, the head coach leaves or the program that they're studying gets cut, then they have the option to transfer with no penalty. And the same thing, if they fulfill their two-year contract, then, because of the rules, they would just sign one-year contracts after that. And that would help these kids, you know, who are going into the pros not be worried about, you know, they could stay with the school, if that makes sense. So, like, I understand. I don't know, like, old signing a two-year commitment just kind of, I understand, like, where we need it, but also the same time airs me because I, I feel as though, okay, so let's, take it, let's look at it from a college standpoint. We're signing a two-year deal with someone that, what if they get hurt? We still have to pay for two years of their school. What if they get their eight for the well, their knee hold, hold on a second. Even, even if, even if, like, I were to go to school on a full ride and I get hurt my, say, my sophomore year, and I can never play golf again. They will. They still have to honor my full ride. 
So when I got hurt and I couldn't continue playing golf, they transferred my um, uh, sports scholarship to a study scholarship type thing. So I got the same money. It was just classified differently. But I get what you're saying. Like, what if they do this? But they're signing these NIL deals. If they can sign deals for four, five, six, sometimes seven figures, then they can commit to a school for two years. Because, I mean, you're not... That's, I so if you if you join the NIL, does it affect your college eligibility? No, no, no. See, that's see, that's the whole thing. Name, image, and likeness is allowing players to get paid for NCAA and the NCAA game and ESPN and all these different things to use their names, their likeness, and their image to profit from. And then they're going and signing these players to these deals. So, like, Ewers in his deal... By a certain year, he has to be starting. He has to throw for so many touchdowns. You know, they probably have to win so many games, get to a bull game. Some people who are signing these seven-year deals, a lot of it's probably like the NFL where it's bonus money. And it's like, yeah, you're going to get 200000 of this $1 million deal. And then if you win the NCAA National Championship, then guess what? We're going to give you $700,000. So can schools no longer then offer like equipment? They're like, or can they no longer get like equipment contracts? Like if like players buy like like sponsored stuff like that now. So it's basically the way that I understand it is what they're doing is they've just eliminated the rule that you can't accept money. So everything else right. is the okay. same. Except for now it's not illegal to accept money. Well, see, that's my point. Like I said, I, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just my my point of view could have happened a lot sooner. Yeah, see, I, I just have... See, I agree with that. I just have an issue with the transferring. Because, I mean... I, I, yeah, I'm not necessarily dogging on the transfer. I'm talking about what the, the fact that they were making money off this. I mean, like, <laughs> a couple names. Like, I wrote down... Like Zion and AD act. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these, these are one. No, they haven't been on that. I mean, they Imagine the money he would have made. Yeah, Zion would have made so much money. Oh my god. Oh, Zion. I, I guarantee you, I put a whole paycheck on it. I guarantee Zion would have been the highest. The highest grossed. That dude was a sensation before he put. So, so, and then here's kind of the other thing that I'm, I'm questioning is, you know, so with the NIL, do they do they have to pay back money if they don't fill, or is it all incentive based? I'd like to look into that because that that's kind of curious to me. Because it's all incentive based because these guys have no other way of generating income from that what like. If you're an NFL player, like you get weekly, like these guys aren't going to get a weekly paycheck; they're going to lump sum. And it sounds like they're not going to get paid until the. I'm not. I'm not too sure how it works. I don't know. Do you do you think it's do you do you think they get like a signing bonus, like a percentage of what their overall signing is, and then that's kind of their spending money for their length of time? You know, I wonder if there's ones that was like we're going to pay for your schooling. If you don't have a full ride, because I'm sure that there's players in some schools that don't have full rides 
that are still getting NILs. Like, okay, so like the guy from Montana State, I don't know if you followed this, Braden, but Carson Wentz's old college, North Dakota State, is playing Montana State in the FCS National Championship game. I think this guy's a freshman. He's from Butte. Um, I can't think of his name right right now, but he's uh, he, he's really good. And I wonder if he's can get NIL like deals. Four. What? He dropped like four dimes, didn't he? Yeah. No, the game was good. Bozeman, the whole city was crazy. Um, oh, I, I mean, you had just places were just super busy. Everyone stayed and just drank. And I heard Main Street was just insanely busy. So, you know, there's a good time to be around Bozeman, Montana. So, now, here's one, our next topic, because I think NIL is kind of, uh, kind of one of those topics we all agree on. It's weird. Right. We don't really know how it works. Uh, but now this whole Barry Bonds Hall of Fame thing. I, don't, I haven't seen if they've published the final polls of who's getting in or not, so I'm not sure if we're a little bit dated on this topic. But... Look, uh, I, still have my, I still have my fucking opinion. <laughs> yeah, because if he, cause if he does... If, 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 if you... If he doesn't get in now, he's he's done. He's he's expired. He cannot get into the Hall of Fame. Well, before you guys go on a rant, if you think Barry Bonds should be in, in my personal opinion, if you think Barry Bonds should be in, then Pete Rose should be in. Oh no 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 no! That's not even a discussion. Pete Rose, Pete Rose should have been in fucking ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not even a discussion. Pete Rose gambled. He didn't gamble against his own team, to my knowledge. And I'm pretty sure he adamantly denied betting on his own games. So, in my opinion, he broke an outdated rule, and it's he shouldn't be punished for it. His that gambling didn't it didn't cost people games. Did like, but uh, you're getting a ticket for possession of marijuana, and it gets legal, and a fucking drop the charge. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. the same. It's just like you know. Okay, so yeah, no, I agree. Pete, Pete Rose, one hundred percent Hall of Fame. That shouldn't okay, even. Okay, I'm there. I'm there. Out of a twenty-two year career, okay, that that's let alone that's impressive. You don't see much people go over twenty seasons nowadays. No. Right, exactly. Um, career average is a two ninety-eight hitter. One above average. You know what I mean? He's twenty points above average. The average is what two seventy. I don't even know. I don't even think it's 270. I think it's like right. 250, 260 something is the average. Obviously, we know that he's the league leader in home runs. Okay. And no broids are a ish. But again, there's other people who are bad shot. And I'm going to read off some numbers here that I think over overlook best. Okay. Because their roids don't you're the all time leader in walks. Because they're afraid to tip. <laughs> you're, you're, you're literally a freak of nature where people are like, nope, we gotta walk in. And you don't, you don't deserve to be the Hall of Fame. 20 times the last month before he had one or whatever. He had 2,558 uh, 2, walks. Just, hey, to, just to put that in perspective. Really, really quick, just to put the walks in perspective, if 2,500 walks is only 400 less than he had in hits, which is 29.35. So think about the amount of bases that man covered. That's insane. Okay, so this, to put that into perspective, in his best season, 
Okay. She had 688 walks. You put that man on base 688 times? One season, he had 688 walks. Yes. There's no way. Uh, It was... Yes, I promise you. Look it up. I looked all these stats yesterday. I wrote them down. It is when he did career with San Francisco. So here, okay. So here's my thing like with that. 2008 around that. Is it is it like 500 at bats? Like pretty high in MLB? Like if you yeah, could, like 600 at bats is outrageous. In a 162 look, look it up right now. Look it up. That's 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 almost six at bats a game. Yeah. Okay, guys, and and this is why we call ourselves Stooges because. <laughs> No, no, no. We're not. We're not passing this over. We're looking this shit up. I need someone to look this up because we will basically wait for you to look this chat up real quick. I want to know what year. I want Brayden to confirm this because that's insane. And it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes, sometimes our eyes plays tricks on us. Okay, we are on with that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I wrote it down. I, what did I write down? I wrote down... 638. <laughs> All right. And sorry. His best season. Still impressive. 232. Okay. So, okay, guys. Yeah, so, that's thing. that's a whole 406 less at-bats. So, yeah, that's... 40 okay. In a season, he's averaging five. The highest at-bats is... He doesn't even reach 600. Yeah, no. He's probably around the 500s. I don't, that's what I would assume. Well, I do apologize. So, yes, career high, um, what was it? 232. Like I said, still impressive. 73 home runs and hit 328. So, here, I got a stat for you. Probably is the most underappreciated stat in the history of baseball. And it's the wins above replacement. Yes, he's second all time. No, 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 no. He's not second. He's not second all time. He's fourth all time. I have the list. I have the list right right here. We have Babe Ruth, number one, 183.1 wins above replacement. Walter Johnson, 164.8 wins above replacement. Cy Young, 163.6. And then there's Barry Bonds, 162.7. Now I'm going to continue this list through the top ten. Then you have Willie Mays, Ty Cobb. Then you have Henry Aaron, Roger Clemens, Tris Speaker, and Honus Wagner. What does every single person but Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds have in common? Barry Bonds is tied. We are looking at baseballreference.com, which is career leaders and records for war position players. He is ranked number one. With Babe Ruth, 162.7. And then if you add in pitchers, he's four. So if you add in the whole thing, right? Okay. I, yeah, I'm talking positional player. Well, so yeah. I'm talking about his, his. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's even more impressive. But also, on the all-time, every single player that ever, that's ever played baseball, Barry Bonds is number four. So then he's second or first on your guys' list, and he's fourth on this list. Which just proves how amazing he is. Because every other player on this list is a Hall of Fame player. 
I just, I just wanted to redeem myself on that 688. Uh, that is his career intentional walks. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yes, I have 688 intentional walks. How so many more? Had, Hold on a second. How many more does he have than the next highest player? Um, I will get you that information. Give me one second. But here, so, me, oh, 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 also, a question then. So, in this, this, I just want a rapid fire question, a rapid fire answer. Okay, I want to hear it from both of you. Okay. Does Alex Rodriguez belong in the in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes, I agree. Tyler, go. Why? Okay, so you can even go back to Seattle when they had him and King Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson, and I mean. Had he not left for Texas, they would have had yeah. Ichiro, A-Rod, and Ken Griffey. And maybe Randy Johnson would have stayed and not gone to Arizona. But he was okay. he was just like Barry Bonds. He didn't really – I mean, he's, he's always had a lot of homers consistently, but he could steal bases. He was fast. He was great in the outfield. He had a high batting average. He scored runs and he batted in runs. I mean, he's every bit of a five-tool athlete. The only person that I would say, what? He's just a sleaze ball. Okay. I don't like. I I get that, but you know, I don't like Barry Bonds either because you know, I get why. I mean, everyone took steroids. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of people telling me about that about the bitch. Let me tell you that. No, hold on a second. Right. Here, here. No, let me ask you this. Uh, on the set, so he's the all-time leader in walks, right? Who do you think is the second? Ooh, uh, man. In walks, Reggie Jackson. No, no, no. Not even top fifteen. There's a two more guesses, and then we'll tell you. Uh, give me an era. Eighties uh, and nineties. Yeah. Ooh, 80s and 90s, uh, Jose Conseco. Mark McGuire. Nope. Shit. Um, Same team. Same team. A's or Cardinals? A's, A's. I said, I said Jose Conseco. Man, wrong. It's Ricky Henderson. What the shit? Oh, yeah, he's almost almost four, and Bond is almost 400 walks ahead of Okay, so, so, second. so wasn't Ricky Henderson like a base stealer? Yeah. And they intentionally walked. That might be the dumbest strategy I've ever heard of. That just pissed me off. Okay. Okay, guys. Okay, so we've got to wrap this up. We've got about 14 minutes left. We've got about 13 minutes left. I want to get... Let me make sure you cut that out. But anyway, so here's, here's my big things on boxing. This is... And I, like I said, I wrote a little paragraph here. Okay, so Bonds received a record, a record of seven National League MVP awards. Yes. Seeds and MVP awards in the National League. And 12 Silver Slugger awards. So clearly the bat is no point. Yes. Steroids don't help hand-eye coordination at all. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. It, you know, roids helps you with your power, but it, it takes skill regardless to get a 95 mile an hour. What's your focus? Like roids may open up a lot of blood vessels, allow you to be mentally thought just as much as they help you physically. So hold on a second. So what's the difference between a player taking steroids and a player taking Adderall prescribed? Does the exact same thing. 
but you have a medical condition that requires you to take Adderall because your body has a, a, has a chemical imbalance that you need to balance out. Okay, so then, so then there are players who have been prescribed certain types of illegal steroids because their bodies don't recover as fast, maybe because of advanced age or condition or whatever, and that's illegal, that's but they can still get prescribed it. But if it enhances your play... Like Adderall enhances your play. I tell you that right right now. If I'm at Wendy's and I'm on sandwiches, I'm fast. But if I take a fucking Adderall, I can I can take a nap and make sandwiches while watching TV, scrubbing the floors. I mean, Adderall makes it you just focus more, concentrate more. Do we have to wait seven years before we can tell our story about that, Tyler? What what story? <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, that story. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, so here's here's the thing. How about, we'll tell that story a different time, because I want Marshall to finish his Barry Bonds thing, and I want, we got about 11 minutes left, and I want to get to this whole quiz thing. I want to get this game going, because Marshall's going to basically have nine innings to outscore everybody that comes on. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Alright, so another touch point is a 14 time All Star game starter. Led the MLB, he led the MLB on base percentage plus slugging six times in history. And placed within the top five hitter. Listen to this. He placed within the top five hitters in 12 of his 16 qualifying. Damn, that's impressive. Right. Okay, so not only, so now that we touch on the bat for his defensive play, right? Obviously, he was an outfielder, everybody knows that. He won eight gold gloves. Yeah, were they mostly in Pittsburgh, though? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when he was in San Fran, he was older, and Royce had taken their toll on him. No, no, he played longer. I don't know how many years. At least in season. San Francisco. Oh, no, he played. Uh, he played from '87 to '93 in Pittsburgh, and then '94 to '07 in San Fran. Right. So you had how many eight gloves? Eight gloves. So I thought that he won at least four in Pittsburgh. I mean, either way. I mean, no, no. The dude was a 30-30 freak. But like he trained, he was he was a, he was always a power hitter. Right. But as he aged, the glove. Went away, and he focused more on the that. Right. And then, then that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to sacrifice something. And it's not the only MLB player to date with at least 500 home runs and 500 home picks. Uh, yeah, that's that's impressive. I will say that. And then we go back to, like I said, Bonds is literally tied with Babe Ruth, the, the Bambino, the, the almighty god. You know what I mean? Where Babe Ruth was hitting... I'm sorry, I, and, I, and I have respect, but when he was hitting fucking 82 mile an hour fastballs that the balls fall apart when I think they did a thing on that thing where they reboot everything. I think they 
past this guy throwing like six feet. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like you're hitting softball pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get I have respect for him, but again, the game was different back then. But also, can I throw this back also? So, it takes more power to hit a slower ball farther than it takes yes. to hit a fastball. That's just physics. If Babe Ruth would have been seeing today's pitching, do you think he would have hit more home runs? But, the, but that's what the There's a 30 Well, hold on a second with that. Hold, 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 like, yeah, that's true, but the fields were also smaller. So, yeah, it was harder to hit him the f- distance that they would go today. But back then, I mean, you're looking at fields that were like 220, I mean, 240 feet. On in the, in the river. <laughs> yeah. He has the years out. Okay. Well. Right now, I get it. I get it. That's it for me for Bonds. So, yes, if any time you ask me if Barry Bonds or slash Pete Rose or slash Mark McGuire or slash, and dare I say it, they, uh, they do. does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. No, because, no the quarterback shit. Yes. No, I, 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 I agree with that. Oh, no, the quarterback. No, the quarterback does not belong in the NFL. I was just saying that era. You know what I mean? Like, there's a few people in that era that fall in the same Okay. Okay, guys. Let's get let's get moved on here. I got about six and a half minutes left. We're going to do the speed fire questionnaire, go over next week, and then I'm going to talk about how when Braden wins this week, I'm going to whoop his ass in fantasy next week. So, <laughs> okay, so basically what we're going to do is every guest that comes on, I'm going to ask you each three questions, three to Marshall, three to the guest, and then we're going to keep track. Um, throughout this podcast, we're going to find something funny for Marshall to do if he loses this. Uh, these are absurd, stupid, and very hard questions. So we're going to... Whoa, 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 Hold on, hold on. Hold on, pause. No, 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 I like this. This was not a part... Yeah, I was not a... I told you that this was a surprise. So let's get started. No, 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 we're going to get started. Let's go. Marshall's got three straight questions. Okay, question number one. Who's answering first? Marshall, you got the first three questions. Okay. Question, question number one. What is the score of the biggest loss in NFL history? Make sure he doesn't look at his phone, Braden. I got it. The biggest loss in NFL history? What was the score? Yep. It was a shutout. Just so you know, one of the scores is zero. Uh, I know. I figured it was. Um, I'm going to say it was the Lions, too. Ten seconds. 52 to zero. But you know what? That's close, but it's wrong. It's 73 to nothing. And it was the Bears, Washington's in 1940. Okay, question number two. Longest. Did you say who it was? Yeah, Bears versus Washington, 1940. Okay, question number two. What is the longest punt in NFL history? Marshall. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. 30 seconds. I'm going to say 102. I mean, that's technically impossible, but I'll accept your answer. Because that would be a touchback. And then it would... Well, I mean, I was thinking from... I was thinking the punter was probably in the back of the end zone, and he probably kicked and rolled. Well, it goes... When they count the punt yardage, it goes from the line of scrimmage to where the ball is spotted. 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But still, I figured he got like a couple Okay, I will say this. You're not as far off as what it, I made it seem. You're, it's, it's 98 yards by Steve O'Neill, who was a rookie in 1969. He was on his one-yard line and kicked it to their one-yard line. Fair enough. So, yeah, a blooper. And it could have rolled. I, I, I tried to find footage, but I couldn't. Okay, so here's the third question. 0 for 2 right now. What is the score of the highest scoring NBA game? What the? Is this, does this exclude all-star games? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're you're looking in the upper, upper 100s. Oh, I know. Because, I mean, you've seen... Will both put up 100 points in a game. And and let me tell tell you this. There was three overtimes in the game. Um, I'm going to say 176 to 172. <laughs> you know what? You're actually really close. It's 186 to 184. Pistons versus the Nuggets. Okay. Fair enough. So Marshall was 0 for 3. That's not bad, though. Those are hard questions. That's a hard one to get up top of your head. So, Brayden, you ready for your tough questions? Hit me! If you get what the fuck the color of the tie is. <laughs> what, what was the score of last year's Super Bowl? What the fuck? Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me right now? This is, this is fucking anarchy. <laughs> 3330. I don't know. Whoa, holy shit, no. That was when the Bucks blew out the Chiefs 31 to 9. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. How many Super Bowls have the Broncos won? Three. Three? So let's see. Yeah, this is a fucking 97, 98, and uh, 15. There, I was just about to ask you to name them. Okay. This, this is a setup. How does he get a question that is not his fucking name? <laughs> hey, I am the guest, goddammit. <laughs> okay, Braden, you're already one and one right now, so Marshall's already losing. I, I don't know if we should make him wear a dress or not. Hey, I'm kind of confused. Nobody just from me just know that these fuckers did something. <laughs> Okay. What was the score of the Falcons Patriots game in the third quarter before Tom Brady mounted the comeback? Twenty seconds. This is eighth grade questions. Why do I get fucking goddamn doctorate degree bullshit? I know it was something in three, but was it 27-3 or 31 no, three? Ten seconds. Three for fucking three, right? Ten seconds. 31-3. Uh, ah, you were close. 28-3. to three. But we end the first inning with Marshall down 0-1. to one. So we might make him wear a dress, put cake in his face. We'll figure out some 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 shit. So you know we got about thirty about thirty seconds left. Anybody's never fucking felt a stiff job. This is what it feels like. Uh, so this was a fun first show. We're gonna be doing this again. Um, we'll be talking Christmas day or Christmas games on the next show. Uh, talking about uh, Steph Curry's victory. Appreciate Braden coming on, and uh, you know, I hope everyone has a merry Christmas.
appreciate everybody uh, tuning in that did. Five uh, seconds. Like you said, and this is going to be, um, eventually this is going to be a three-day-a-week three, three day a week, 